Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Going on the record, um, Brother Priest, today is April 16th, 2018. This is admissions. Um, how are you, Ema? I'm, I'm good, Brother Priest, and how are you? I'm tired. Now you sound like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. I mean, I, I think I kind of woke up a little early, but, you know, mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, Brother Hakeem, how are you, sir? Um, uh, I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm all right, brother. I'm all right. Um, I want to make a few, uh, updates on, like, last year we had a problem with the, uh, account again the web account. So I had to start over uh, on some of the websites and one of them is the uh, Chronicles website. So it's not uh, up any longer. I have to rebuild it. And um, it's just really difficult uh, considering all the things that I have to do. uh, So we won't be able to use that. We were almost there too, and I know it took a while, <laughs> but things happen. Yeah, things happen. I'm not gonna complain. Just gonna keep moving forward and just deal with what we have to deal with. Um, so that's that. Uh, next would be. Um, the following people are no longer going to be with us. I just want to make sure that you have a record of this. Um, Andrew is gone. Okay. Um, uh, Nathaniel is gone. I mean, he he was supposed to take a seven-month leave and report back in. He didn't report back in. Did you send him any notices? Yes, nothing. Okay, so well, he's he's gone. Um, let me see. Um, have you sent any notices to Patrice? Uh, no, I haven't sent him anything. You want me to send him something? Yes, please, because he hasn't checked back in. He's uh, he. I talked to him maybe a month or so ago, mm-hmm. and you know he paid dues when he wasn't doing it before, but right. I mean, the idea is if you can't follow protocol, then you just need to go. Right. It's just, you know, and um, he has not checked back in to give an estimated time, so he he's going to get a, a 
couple of warnings to give an estimated time. I don't gave them a verbal warning. Right. Now we need some written warnings so that once this uh once he's out, you know, okay. then you can't say that he didn't get a fair shake. Right. Um, thirty day notice or what? Sixty, ninety, thirty. Thirty days is is enough. Okay. I mean, he, he don't have all this time. All he needs is thirty days. I don't. Yeah. It's about what he pays dues or not. It's about submitting. Right. Um, submitting a, a estimated time of return. That's it. Right. If you can right. follow that simple thing, that is simple. If you can't follow it, you don't belong here any longer. Exactly. Period. Mm-hmm. Um. So Andrew's gone. Nathaniel's gone. Charlotte is gone. Um, uh, of course, uh, what's his name? Sister Crystal, the um, Sister Crystal Roberts. She's gone, but she's been gone for a while. But I just want to make it, put it on the record that Crystal Roberts is gone. Um, Bartholomew is gone. Um, Nathaniel's gone. Um, Bartholomew is a special case, and I'm going to put this on the record so that nobody will misunderstand the handling of of Bartholomew. Um, Really, what happened was he got off into this five links thing, and I will say on the record, I 100% believe that him doing that was originally from the beginning sincere and positive for what he wanted to do with the nation. I believe that. Yeah. I told him how I felt about it, um, about multi-level marketing, that, you know, mm-mm, just no. We're not going to bring in multi-level marketing. He said it was different. And um, I just believe his intentions were good at, at first. But then it went south, it, it became something else, and we, he, his mind um, just went the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. He, I, I just want to describe it this way. I feel like he uh, was seduced by the dark side, and mm-hmm. um, he was seduced by the dark side, and then... We had to put him in a colorable status. Um, And in dealing with a colorable status, sometimes, I really got to say this, it is, um, he became a loose cannon. He became very dangerous to himself and anybody he was dealing with and within the nation and the people that he dealt with he poisoned some of, he poisoned sister roberts for what i was told i don't know directly i was told he was in a relationship with sister roberts mm. and um i don't know that to be true neither one of them verified that to me um sister roberts and i had some conversations, and um, she really was, I feel like, very rational, very sincere, very honest. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So she pulled me aside one time uh, when Bartholomew was trying to speak for her and all of this stuff. And she said, listen, he don't speak for me. Um, and the thing that I've been lacking in is what she told me. She said, that's my fault. The thing she's like, is my errors. Um, I'm not letting five links or anything else, you know, pull me away from the nation, uh, anything like that. But so she, as far as I'm concerned, she left in good standing from that point. She just didn't, um, she chose not to come back. I just believe that it's the interaction with the five links and Bartholomew that contributed to her disenchantment. And me knowing that uh, Bartholomew was raining all types of hate on me um, behind my back, um, talking about me and the nation like a dog, I believe that contributed to her disenchantment. So her her interactions always been good. Um, she didn't keep up with her dues. Um, I tried to give her a, a hardship because I know she was going through a lot and she needed and deserved a hardship. But that's how it stands. I just want to make that clear. But with Bartholomew, the colorization of him is because his behavior just took a complete 180. He regressed, and he got even worse and worse and worse, and he became impossible to talk to because he – I tried to support him every step of the way in his efforts, but for some reason, he – turned it around on me like I was undercutting his efforts, which I never I never did. I told him how I felt, but he went against everything that we talked about. And what makes me say that he could not any longer be talked to is because he started to make up things in his own mind that weren't true. Um, it just, he just did. And so I had a conversation with him, a meeting with him, talked to him about it. I said, I'm going to stand by you. I said, listen, you, you are displaying anger and disrespect towards me. I've done nothing but support you. So I don't see how you can make it seem like it's me that's done something wrong to you. And um, I would appreciate it if you stop. Um, I've been supportive to you, and I want to continue to be supportive to you. After that, which I think I have, I'm pretty sure I have a recording of that. After that is when I found out that there were some things that we were doing in the nation that somehow ended up in the hands of five weeks, the exact same things that we were doing. Um, and he just he couldn't any longer see his own errors. He wasn't willing to. And he kept in me in his own mind, I'm I became his enemy. 
So all of his hatred and anger and anger and disappointment was all aimed at me for what he chose to do, what I told him, I'm not with this. That's actually what happened. That ain't even like me being biased at all. <laughs> it's just not. But, you know, um, so had to deal with him and just let him go. Just let him go his way. And, and saying that, I'm saying that letting him go his own way is also the final lesson that I was given to him. It's a lesson that I was given to him. And I'm saying this on the record because it's the same lesson that was given to me. And I didn't understand it. I washed out of camp twice. And I once I came to an understanding of what I was going through, um, I made my way back. So I don't know what the future holds. I wish him the best. And I don't believe that he would try to make his way back, but I don't put anything past any anybody, and it's not up to me to decide, um, you know, somebody's future. But it's still a lesson. It's just that he's no longer with us. Uh, it was my conscious choice to say, you know what, I'm just going to let this guy go his way. My last conversation with him, what made me absolutely uh, fed up with dealing with this it's one thing if you got problems with somebody and they're willing to work with you. But when they're work, working against you, that's where, you know, none of us are, are obligated to maintain a situation like that. We're just not obligated. So my last conversation, well, the last couple of conversations I had with him was, he asked me about how much a dude that he owed. Uh, I sent it to him in the email. He said he never got it. And I didn't believe him, to be very honest. Now, I can be wrong for that, but I'm just going to keep it real on the record. So I didn't believe him. I told him I would send it to him again. And, you know, when you get it, then contact me. I just never sent it. And I did not send it because he's, he, all right, I, I might have said this on the record, but I'm just going to say it again. I said it before, I'm just going to say it again. In the beginning, when he first came into the nation, it was Nathaniel who applied first, and then it was Bartholomew who applied, which is his biological brother, and applied next. And there was some mix-up with Nathaniel, and so Bartholomew was accepted first. 
So as Bartholomew comes into the nation, one of the first things that he says to me is that he has high six figures saved up in the bank, and he's not sure what to really do with it. So we're talking about um, upwards of almost a, a million dollars. And then later on, he says to me, this would have been a couple of late, uh, years later, I think, probably like two or three years later, around, it was around 2013, 2014, that he let me know that he was in the million dollar tax bracket, which was a 37% taxation on all of his business's income. And he wanted me to help him get out of that. And um, so he said he would rather give the 37% to the nation than, um, you know, giving it to them. But I recognized something from the very beginning. The fact that you have high six figures in the bank, what do I care? That's none of my business. The fact that somebody comes and displays themselves, represents themselves from the beginning as money, there's a lesson to be learned here because I immediately understood who I'm dealing with because the scriptures warn you about people in this type of mentality. The, the rich man never asked his brother for a single quarter. All I asked was for him to pay his dues. He paid, I think, 20, 2011, I think it was. No, it was 2012. He paid for the whole year dues. This guy never paid his dues regularly. I had to get on his head. Uh, we're talking about a millionaire. I had to get on his head and say, pay your dues regularly. If you can't afford it, if you can't afford it, put in a hardship. Just because you got a million dollars or you're in that million-dollar bracket does not mean that you can afford to pay dues. In my mind, I don't think that way because I know you could have a million dollars in the bank, but you could have a million dollars in, in, in debt or you could have more than a million dollars in debt and you're barely living, and you're living, you know, day-to-day, check-to-check, just like anybody else. I know that. So I, I told him, you put in the hardship. Well, he didn't. And um, that was like 2014, I want to say, 2013, 2014. Um, now, mind you, we go to Detroit in 2014. And he says to me, well, not just me. It was a couple of brothers standing there. We're at the, we're at a, a the, I think it's the Red Roof uh, Inn in 
Southfield Michigan. I mean, that's Southfield. Uh, I want to say Dearborn, Michigan. Yeah, Dearborn, Michigan, just outside of Detroit. And he says, you know, he lost a certain amount of money um, with his business deal, so now he has to make like thirty or forty thousand dollars next month, or fifty thousand dollars, you know, like that. So I say to him, you make thirty, forty, or fifty thousand dollars a month. He's like, yeah. I'm like, brother. <laughs> And he's like, it's no big deal. You know, he was really proud. And and while we were there in Detroit, he and his brother Nathaniel got into some argument and beef and, you know. And Bartholomew's thing was always he represented himself as money. So I knew from the beginning that he was going to be a serious, uh, spiritual battle, but I was committed to him. I actually still am committed to him, but he needed to be put out of this nation in a way that he wasn't going to really understand what he was going through because he's vindictive, he's spiteful, he's tried to, he purposefully tried to, uh, take people out of the nation and go into five links, um, telling people don't pay their dues. Why should he, he writes to EMA uh, emails. Why should he have to pay dues? You are a millionaire. You're a millionaire. So his mind had gotten progressively poisoned with, what five links was showing him, the Ray Henderson guy or whatever his name is, and he was getting more and more seduced into it. So when I saw this coming, the ones that were in it, the ones that I thought was the most important was EK. And so I had to think of a strategy to warn EK to keep his eyes open, but at the same time, not discourage him from five links because I gave my my word to Bartholomew that I would not speak against what he was doing to anybody. So I tried to warn Patrice, but Patrice was too far gone at that point. And he really couldn't hear me. EK was already kind of on the fence, feeling strange about it. I tried to warn Trevon, um, Anisha, and Gavin. And I said, you know, this is one day on the on the uh, radio call. I told him. Know what you're getting into. And I tried not to villainize it, um, but they were in it, and it was against my uh, uh, thing. What I was saying to Bartholomew in the beginning, I said, Bartholomew, you go make sure that this is legit. You come back and show me evidence of it, 
Once you do that, then if if it's real, we'll take it to the people. Instead, what he did, he went behind my back and tried to get people in the nation in it. And so I find out later, and it's like strike number one for Bartholomew. I was upset about it. and But at the same time, I got to try to protect the people. I, I, I got to keep my word to him and not speak against it but I got to protect the people. This was a really difficult position to be in. And the strike one for Bartholomew. So now I find out that these three are in it. So I got to say, look, whatever you're going to do, you know, just make sure that you understand what you're giving it to. You know, and I tried to keep it clean like that. Then it just got progressively worse from then, from that point on. Well. This is why Bartholomew, who uh, E.K. verified to me that they were, he told me some of the things that Five Links was was doing. This is after my last meeting. Um, Well, no, the second to last meeting that I had with Bartholomew. E.K. confirmed to me that um, some of the ideas that we were doing in the nation are now mysteriously at Five Links. Um, also, he confirmed that Bartholomew was telling him to um, quit doing uh, work for the nation, focus on five links, to uh, stop to stop um, going to school, give up his degree, and go and just deal with five links. And by that time, that was the last straw for me because right at the end. I'm finding out that this is after I had defended him twice on fellowship line. After that, I'm finding out he went to everybody in the nation and tried to pull them into five weeks. So it was a really stressful time because I was thinking about that the people that were in the nucleus were really fragile. The thing, the the message hadn't fully taken root in them. And at that time, I even told him in the beginning, we're going to lose some people doing this. I just, I could see it. And we did. So, He's a different case. And I just wanted to make sure that was on record. <clears throat> had to colorize him and our understanding of how to deal with him and then had to had to deal with him in a crafty manner because he was gonna to try to be he would have tried to destroy everybody and try to poison everybody. And because I had been through this before with Michael and Bartholomew and Nathaniel stood by me and stood by the nation, I had a different kind of loyalty to those two because of that. But things change. 
and they lost loyalty to us, to me, and to the nation. And so now their time is up. I actually feel like we're in a better place from those trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. I know I am. I know I am. Um, I know I am. So that's why if anybody in the future hears this and understands, it's like how this is how I looked at it. At the most critical moment when there was an attempt to overthrow the nation by Michael Archangelo and uh, Valerian, who was led by Michael, those two were some of the two that stood by the nation. Those two, had it not been for, for Bartholomew and Nathaniel, probably everybody would have left. And naturally, you have, you know, strong loyalty to somebody like that. So I felt like they showed loyalty to me. So it's only, it must be reciprocated. It must be. And that's what I felt like I was doing, is reciprocating the loyalty and in dealing with Bartholomew, even when he was going astray. And even though he's no longer with us, I really do feel like this is a lesson, and that's where my loyalty is coming into him. He needs to learn, like my teachers would say, he ain't done getting his ass kicked out there by the universe. And when they get done getting their ass kicked, they'll be right back. And my teacher used to say that all the time. And he was right. I just don't know that he'll be back. I just don't know. So I felt I owed that loyalty to him and to uh, Nathaniel. And, um, but the reality is, um, I gave it, we're on even ground, we're back at a zero balance, and they don't, they don't want to be here, and not really, they want to be here, like, you know, just to say that they're with us, but not to actually deal with the what it takes to build a nation, what it takes to say, hey, you must always be respectful and be in protocol. Even if you disagree, you still got to be respectful. You still got to work together. So that needs to be on the record. I love those brothers with everything I got. I really do. And I'm always going to love them. So Matthew's gone. Good brother, he just got burnt out, you know, but he's gone too. So that's on the record. I just had to say that. Hallelujah, and we appreciate that. And I'm sure in 
the future when others hear this, they will understand the process and respect the process, no matter who, where, when, or how. I want to say that I, um, just looking at my records here, um, I did send Bartholomew, I mean, Nathaniel, in active status and gave him 30 days um, in March. Uh, March the 4th, 2018 at 2 p.m., so he never did respond back. I also sent uh, Sister Ruth, and she responded back and said she would be back at the beginning of the 2019. Of course, uh, we had gotten a uh, hardship leave of absence from Anisha, and um, also Trev is back on leave. That was basically all those that, you know, was on what we've been dealing with. I have a, I have everything logged to send out uh, official notice or official um, out of the nation thing, and I will send that out, Brother Priest, and have it for the record. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Eva. Anisha is another case, and... I don't. I, 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 you, you in particular spoke to me about her in the past and about her potential, and I remember that, and I take that seriously. So when I turned up the heat on Anisha, she really, well, I, I can do it in a way that you don't really see it coming, or you might not even know. And the reason why that is is because I don't have to target somebody. All I have to do is target on behavior. And what I mean is I'll say something like, and this has happened a couple of times in the nation, by the way. You can't be smoking marijuana, getting high, eating pork, and getting drunk, you know, sitting in your van before you go into the house with your wife and then try to play like you're pious. I'll give some example like that. So that means that example actually comes from one of my best friends growing up. And I'm going to explain why. This is on the record. So those listening in the future, you have to understand what I am saying. I took my life experience and I talked about it. So that means anybody that has that type of uh, behavior is going to hit them. And once it hits them and, and they get emotional about it and start feeling certain ways about it, then you know for certain that they have that behavior and is is bothering them. So that's calling out the demon in them. That's calling out that devil that is within them. So my friend, we he he met this uh, sister in high school when we were like sixteen years old. Um, after high school. And she was, she had never been in a relationship or anything. So after high school, they got married. Um, when they got married, they had been married, I want to say, let me say, probably 20 years. 
Yeah, maybe no, maybe more like ten or fifteen years. And come to find out, he told me at one of our other friends' wedding. Excuse me. He told me that he had started smoking marijuana, that he had been smoking cigarettes, and she don't know anything about that. That he started drinking and um, you know carrying guns. He just got he just totally changed, and he was telling me. How she doesn't know anything like that. He she, she, he told me how she he would be sitting in his truck, you know, smoking cigarettes before he goes in to the house, you know. So I would take situations, and I would talk about them, knowing that it does fit somebody. Something that happened in my life actually does fit somebody else's behavior that's currently going on. So here's what happened in the nation. I took that experience. I talked about it on a podcast because one of the sisters that used to be with us was married to this guy who was doing that. So she talked to me in confidence. It was Brother Jamie and his wife. Do you remember Brother Jamie, Ema? Yes, he was in the class with me, yes. Good brother, just, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she she called me, and she spoke in confidence, and I said, sister, generally, I can't, you know, be talking to you. You're married and stuff. I can't be talking to you like that. But she was like, please help. So I told her, I said, I'll, ta- I'll talk to you right now. Um, I'll talk to him, and I won't let him know that you talk to me. But I can't do this again. I, I got to have some type of record of this because this is not right. So I said, in the future, if you have any problems, you got to talk to him. And the two of you, uh, if you want to talk to me privately, he has to know. And I said, um, we got to record it or something. So I took that situation. I spoke about it on the podcast. and. It started what my other friend did when I was younger. It started convicting him. It started convicting him, and then I talked to him later, you know, but I didn't mention that his wife had pulled me to the side, and I I really didn't feel comfortable about that, but I told her, whatever he's doing, you're obligated to follow that man and do deal with him. Well, because I can't get in between that. So he started um, dealing with himself and recognizing he was in error. And that was what, that was the situation that caused him to leave. That's why he all of a sudden was no longer there. (laughs) (laughs) So Nisha, I did the same thing, and I I was thinking about situations that were similar because what we're doing is we're calling out the demon within with it within our surroundings. We don't know where that demon is lying. We might know, hey, there's a Judas amongst us. Okay, we know Judas is foul already or whatever. We know something wrong with his spirit. We know Peter is going to deny us. We know this, right? But when you don't 
Then it was a different time where you can address them directly by name. Here is a different time where you you have to address situations and let the situation tear away and convict them so that they don't feel like you're pulling them in front of the whole the nation and stripping them naked. They will resent you and hate you for that. But if you call out the situation and the behavior and speak about the behavior, this is what causes the truth seeker to look within and correct themselves. And that's what I was doing with Anisha. And I'm not done with her. Because uh, what she did last week, she showed up on the call last week, last Monday. So she's on the call, and she's like, well, I know I'm not supposed to be here, and I asked Trev, should, you know, would it be okay if I'm on the line? So here's what happened. This is what happened. She has gotten herself into getting these warrants um, out of New York. I don't even know what they were about. I can't even remember. Oh, yeah, I do remember. Um, some type of battery. Um when she got into some confrontations in New York with the people that she was um, dealing with in that house. So they, she got some assault charges or whatever. I think that's what it is. So she, I guess she tried to call me and I didn't get the message or whatever. So she has, I won't say she has, but she, I think, well, she knew what she was doing. She talks to Trev about it knowing that Trev is a nice enough guy that he's going to say, well, if you can't get in contact with him, then I will. So he volunteers to contact with, to contact me based off of her not being able to contact me and her going to him talking like that to play upon his sympathies to talk to me. So he calls me the day that I'm in the hospital with my mother-in-law. She's still in the hospital right now. She's still there. But this is the first couple of days when we were, and I'm like, you know, I understand, Trev, but I'm not calling Anisha, um, particularly not now. I My mind is not on that. This was last Monday. My mind is not on that. I gave you a couple of solutions. She got these warrants. The only thing she can do is pay them or whatever or go to jail and deal with them. But I'm not calling her about this. I'll call her later. But I'm not about to talk to her right now. I'm not about to talk to her today. So that night, which is last Monday, she shows up on the call. Now, listen to, listen to this. This is on the record. <laughs> I'm putting this on the record. She opens with, she asked Trev, do, does he think it would be okay if she comes on the line? And she had, and she, this is recorded. She's her saying it. She said she had to get the phone number from 
Trev in order to know how to call in. Okay. So you take a leave. You're supposed to be on leave because I'm putting heat on you. And then you get into this jam. You calling me, you can't get through or whatever. You call Trev and I'm still not responding to you. So she finds a way to ease her way onto the line. So Trev later on calls me and said, because when she got on the line, she told me that I said, you're not supposed to be here. You're on leave. I wanted to cut into her more on the line. I did. And I'm stating this on the record. From this point on, I'm going to send out a notice to everybody. Do not get sensitive when I start cutting into you about these things. I'm never going to be mean and nasty about it. But the fact that you bring up something like that that's out of order and you do it and I address it, don't get sensitive. But it's got to happen. And nine times out of the ten, if I really think it's innocent, then I don't really have nothing to say. Okay, cool. It happened. Just move on. But with this, I can clearly see what's going on with her. She's scared out of her damn mind. I'm just telling you. I can see it. (laughs) And she's scared. So she's scared to have to deal with her warrants and the stuff she did in New York. Because it's not just that that she's dealing with, which we all know. She's dealing with the other stuff she did there. So she's in a place where she really, I, I removed her from radio. I removed her out of the first degree class, put her back in the C class, told her she's not ready and she needs to get her life in order, then start chopping away more and more and more. And it is part of the curriculum of C is dealing with your behavior. Then as I started to turn it up, sure enough, it hit her and she took a leave. Now she's in trouble. She can't get through to me. She doesn't know what to think. Is he mad at me or what's going on? Doesn't know what to think. Goes about... um, a deceitful way of getting getting on the call last week. And then on top of it, she starts liking posts in Facebook. And then Robert sent in like 10 people a few days ago, I guess Friday, into the group. And now she's sending people into the group. Now, what it looks like to me, this is what it looks like. Now, I am not the most high. I'm just going to share what it looks like because I definitely don't know all that there is to know. But what it looks like to me is that she's trying to get my attention. Like, I'm here, and I I see her fear. She don't want to come in and get cut 
but she don't want to leave because she's afraid. Yeah. And I love her, but some lessons are taught in silence. Same thing with Bartholomew. Some lessons are taught in silence. So I'm still dealing with her and I'm about to make another move today at her because um, last Monday when she showed up on that call, she asked Trev. She didn't ask Ema. She didn't ask anybody else but Trev and tries to hide behind Trev for why she's showing up. And the reason why she's showing up is to try to put herself on my mind. Well, she got me on her. She got. I'm, she's on my mind, but what is about to come out of my mind is not what she wants. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to serve this notice to her today. Um, I'm gonna try. That's my intent. Um, I got these issues dealing with my mother-in-law, and it's uh, and my stepson also. But it's that's a heavy burden. So it takes me away from work at any given moment. But I'm about to send out her a notice about her behavior, about her dress code, and about her showing up. So I wanted to send it to you, Ema, but um, I couldn't get it ready today but uh, or before I couldn't get my mind together this morning, so I'm going to work on it when we get off this call and um, get that out. So anyhow, that's where we stand, and um, we can adjourn until next week. So forgive me for running my mouth so much. That's fine. I appreciate you. Appreciate you too, Eva. So thank you both for being here, and uh, we'll be back again next week. Shalom. Shalom.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.